Lord Jesus, good morning. Thank you for Thursday. Thank you for all the blessings and the, 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 the comfort, uh, as, as Marianne and I were just talking about air conditioning and all the, the comfort that you give us. And um, I found uh, you speaking through Marianne yesterday very convicting again. Uh, it made me uncomfortable, which I appreciate. I appreciate the, the focus on your word. I, f I appreciate your uh, focus and reminder on that your word is eternal. And I appreciate the reminder that your word is truth. And uh, we just love you, Lord. And again, we just ask you to speak through Marianne to us today. Uh, words that are, again, challenging, encouraging, and equipping. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Mary Ann, part two. Welcome back. Good morning, tribe. It's so awesome to be with each one of you, and I appreciate you being a part of this team. It's truly an incredible work of grace. Today's title is Old Testament, Where is Jesus? Mm. We have a treasure as Christians that has been delivered to us, but not without tremendous cost, paid by many others who have been willing to give their lives for our rich blessing. We can praise our great Lord God, who providentially inspired, planned, purposed, and executed the writing and printing of our earthly treasure, the Bible. The greatness, goodness, and glory of the Holy Scriptures can be experienced in a disciple's life as we choose to seek to know truth. Mm. John 8, 31, 32 says, Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Mm. Jesus is called by many names in the scriptures, such as Savior, Alpha and Omega, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, and Good Shepherd. Today, we will look at one particular name, the Word of God, explained in three examples in the New Testament. John chapter 1, 1 through 3 and 14 declares, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He, the Word, was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, the Word. And without Him, the Word, was not anything made that was made. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen His, the Word's, glory. The glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. The word in this passage in Greek is the word logos, which can mean the divine expression or spoken word. The Apostle John interprets Jesus as the pre-existent logos word who came in the flesh. Question for this passage. Who was in the beginning? The Word. 
Mm. Who is the word with? God. Who was the word? God. Mm. Who were all things made through? The word. Mm. What did the word become? Flesh. What was the word's glory? The glory of the only son. Mm. Who saw the word of God that became flesh? John, the writer. Jesus is the word, the logos of God. In 1 John 5, 7, it says, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. This verse names the Father and Holy Spirit, but names Jesus as the Word, the Logos. The same word used in John 1.14, the pre-existent Word, who came in the flesh, who is one with the Father and the Holy Spirit. Revelation 19, 9 through 16 says, Then I, John, saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it, the white horse, is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness, he judges and makes war. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. Mm. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. Again, the Greek word logos, and the armies of heaven arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him, the word of God, Mm. on white horses. From his, the word of God's mouth, comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. And he, the word of God, will rule them with a rod of iron. He, the word of God, will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God, the Almighty. On his, the word of God's robe, and on his, the word of God's thigh, he, the word of God, has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Jesus, again, is called the Word of God, but also in this passage, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. All three of these verses are examples in the Bible of where Jesus is called the Word of God. Now, let's look at three examples of the Word of God in the Old Testament. First Samuel chapter 3 states, Now, the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli, and the word of the Lord, the word in Hebrew is Debar, referring to the word of God before he became flesh, was rare in those days, meaning few revelations from God. There was no frequent vision meaning during this time there was no known prophet whom the counsel of the Lord spoke through. At that time, Eli, who's the high priest, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim so that he could not see, was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli 
and said, here I am, for you called me. But he, Eli, said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he, Samuel, went and lay down. And the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, here I am, for you called me. Mm -hmm. But he, Eli, said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. He didn't have a personal encounter with him yet. And the word of the Lord had not been yet revealed to him. Question. Who had not yet been revealed to Samuel? The word of the Lord. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and laid down in his place, and the Lord came in. In Hebrew, it means to enter, come in, and stood calling as other times. Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, the Lord gives him a message to save time. We're going to move down to verse 15. Samuel lay until morning. Then he opened the doors of the house of the Lord. And Samuel was afraid to tell the vision to Eli. In Hebrew, the vision, the word means a view, an act of seeing, an appearance. Dropping to verse 19. And Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel was established as a prophet of the Lord. And the Lord appeared again at Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel at Shiloh by the word of the Lord. Mm -hmm. This is the Hebrew word debar. Question, how did the Lord reveal himself to Samuel? By the word of the Lord. In Jeremiah 1, 4 through 5, it says, Now the word of the Lord, again, the word in Hebrew, Debar, Jesus, before he became flesh, came to me, Jeremiah, saying, Before I, the word of the Lord, formed you in the womb, I, the word of the Lord, knew you, Jeremiah. And before you were born, I, the word of the Lord, consecrated you a prophet, to the nations. In verses 11, 13, it also says, and the word of the Lord came to me, Jeremiah. In 1 Kings 12, 22, it says, but the word of God, again, the Hebrew word here is Debar, Jesus before he became flesh, came to Shemaiah, the man of God. Say to Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, king of Judah, and to all the house of Judah and Benjamin, and to the rest of the people, Thus says the Lord, you shall not go and fight against your relatives, the people of Israel. Every man return to his home, for this thing is from me. Comment, the word of God, Jesus, before he came flesh, came to Shemaiah and spoke a message from the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, Y-H-V-H, to Shemaiah for the people. One of the most important titles of Jesus in the Bible is the word of God, mm. and the word of the Lord. 
one Christian theologian penned, Christians need to study the written word of God to learn about the incarnate word of God, the son becoming human, yet remaining God. Jesus is both the incarnate and inspired word of God. Recognizing Jesus' name as the word of God or the word of the Lord opens up our eyes to behold him throughout the Old Testament before he became flesh. In John, 1 John 1, 1 through 4, that question, what is that? That eternal life, which is mentioned in verse 2, which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon with our hands, we have handled concerning the word of life. The Greek word here is logos. Jesus is the word that became flesh, and here he's called the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Question, how was eternal life manifested? Through the word of life, Mm -hmm. Jesus. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you may have fellowship with us, and truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Mm. I was talking to a man in his 70s recently with a very high IQ, far greater than mine. He graduated with a four point as a summa cum laude in his PhD in psychology. In our conversation, the topic of death came up. He told me I had a lot to figure out in order to believe what I believe as a Christian. Mm. The Holy Spirit gave me a bold statement to share with him in love. I told him I did not need any more Dead Sea Scrolls to be discovered, nor did I need any more archaeological finds to believe in who I know. I shared with him how the Lord Jesus made himself known to me when I was in a pit of desperation and how he witnessed to me unmistakably that he is the Savior of the world and that the Bible is the inspired word of God. His response was not what I expected. He told me he wished he had the faith I had to believe what I believe as a Christian because my life has hope beyond this life. He believes that when he dies, his life returns to where it started from, matter and energy. Everyone on this call, and we as Christians, have an open door before us, just like the Apostle John declared, to seek, to hear, to see to look upon and to handle the living word of God, the word of life, our beloved Jesus Christ. We have been saved through faith by the blood of the perfect lamb of God. We have much to praise him for, for what he's done for all of us. That's good. That's good, Marianne. I've got, uh, I've got stars written around the reverence, of the word, the, the deep respect that you and uh, many of us, uh, many of our friends that have led these PSPs have for the word. And um, so I find that, again, very encouraging uh, and challenging. Rufus, as I'll be reaching out to you later, 
is to study, get in the word of God. Uh, it's a great, it's a, it's a great challenge, Marianne. This last two days have been incredible. So I appreciate you leading us this morning and um, pray us into the rest of our Thursday, if you would. And Father, I just want to praise you for every precious believer that's in PSB and all of our families, Lord. And Father, we want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. And Lord, I just pray that you would ignite in every one of us, Father, a greater hunger and a greater thirst. That Lord will please you as we seek to know your truth your word of God and your word of life. It's in the name of Jesus. Encourage my brothers and sisters today. Lift them up and seat them in heavenly places with you that they would be filled once again with a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit, empowering them to do great and mighty things for your glory. I praise you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well done, Marianne. Love you guys. Have a fantastic Thanks. day. Thanks, precious ones.